I'm going to talk a bit now about Shalom Bayes during the holidays and Shalom Bayes on the Yom Tevim. So let's start off with holiday time, vacation time. Osher Zelig Rubenstein said a fascinating thing, Zuchon Levracha. He said two reasons why Shalom Bayes actually many times suffers the most in the holidays. One is, of course, you're learning less Torah, so spiritually you're malnourished. And the other is you've got a lot more time on your hands with your spouse. And, you know, there's often uh, rubbing together. I'll add that I think a lot of it is, again, expectations. You know, often when we go on holiday, we expect that we're going to sit there with a nice drink. We're going to be relaxing. And our spouse is going to be running around like a chicken without a head on, helping us and doing whatever we want. You know, like the old joke, you know, when I say jump, you know, she says how high. That's not reality. And that's not also caring about the other. She also needs a holiday. She also needs time out. So by definition, when it comes to a holiday and a vacation, it needs to be that you're thinking of, well, how can we make this beautiful and fulfilling for both of us? One of the big things that becomes an attraction in the holidays is, of course, the kids. When a person's got young kids, they get bored. They don't want to sit around. You want to sit around with a book safer or chill and they want to run around or you have a baby the baby's going to keep you up and the baby will keep make you grumpy or if you've got teenagers that always complain you're not doing enough you know so you've always got these different challenges and things but the key to success i believe on in the holidays is two points number one is you've got to convey a seder you've got to make a seder of learning if you have a fixed time of learning in the morning, best time, or even during the day, if you can fix it, that will really give you spiritual nourishment. So you're not going to feel as, as uh, you know, low spiritually and therefore as ratty and as grumpy. The other thing is, you've got to think, what can, what can I get out of this holiday and what can I give in this holiday? These are something that we need to bring across. Also realize, and this is very important, that you are the source of the entire atmosphere of the family. You know, I remember one time I was by a park over here called Mushroom Park. And we took the kids there and they were playing with like these jungle gyms. The older ones were on bikes. And, and we noticed a certain Goetia family, which was a husband, a wife and a child. And the child was a teenage child. They must have been, I don't know, maybe, maybe a bit younger, maybe about 12. And the husband was clearly upset. And he sat there with a newspaper and on and off screaming at his wife and the kid. And his wife was screaming at the kid. And the kid was miserable. And everybody was just miserable. And it came from him. You know, we often feel that when we walk in, the atmosphere should be nice for us. We create the atmosphere. I know people that they walk around with like a sad face and the family struggles with that big time and then they wonder why the family is so down whatever because there's no lightness there's no simcha you know you're coming in and you're in misery then you create misery the husband creates the atmosphere but he creates it by how he views his wife if he views his wife in a happy way in a relaxed way and the children that creates it beautifully. That's one point about uh, the holidays. What about the Yom Tevim? So on Yom Tevim, you know, often we feel that like comes Yom Tev, 
and I just want to chill. You know, one of the big problems that I face is that people say, you know what, comes Yom Tov, I want to just have time to myself. So first of all, we've got to know, the Rambam tells us that if a person, over the course of the Yom Tov, he only eats with his family and his friends. I'm not talking about someone who's unable, but someone who's got plenty of ability to invite, but he doesn't want to because he doesn't want to spoil, you know, the close-knit atmosphere of his friends and family. He says, That's not a joy of Yontav. It's a joy of his stomach. In other words, that's what Yontav is about. Part of the mitzvah deraisa, the Golan explains, of Simchas Yontav is to invite people to the table, to invite people who don't necessarily have who, uh, where to go or family to sit at. Even if they've got food, so what? But they're by themselves, they're lonely. You should invite them. Bring them in, make them feel part of things. Yom Tiv is not a time where I sit back the whole time and I just enjoy what I want. No, there is that angle as well. But the, one of the important mitzvahs is to welcome in guests. Right, and uh, you know, sometimes your wife is tired and whatever, and she doesn't have the ability or she's feeling weak. But often it's us who don't want the guests because we don't want to give. But when you give, you actually feel a greater sense of achievement and success from the yontif. Second thing is, is that people make a mistake and they think there's a mitzvah of simchas yontif that everybody needs to be happy in yontif. It's not true. The man has a mitzvah to make his wife happy on Yom Tov. This is very important. Yes, he has a mitzvah, he eats meat and drinks wine. But he's got a mitzvah to make her happy. And he has a mitzvah to buy something for her. Either clothing, jewelry, whatever. That's a doraisa, it's a Torah mitzvah. Pesach, shorts and sukkahs before to do that. Oh, so if I do that, am I finished? No. That's one aspect, but you've got to make her happy. So therefore, comes a Yom Tov table, and you walk in, and you see that you asked your wife to buy croutons, and she didn't buy the croutons. Or you asked her for chicken, and she made meat. Or you asked her for a lot of saucy food, and it wasn't saucy. And you start to get upset, or better yet, it's for a mitzvah, you know, you wanted milchik, it's shvus, and it's fleshik, and where's the minhag? And you know what? All you're doing is you're failing your Torah mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tov. The mitzvah from the Torah, the obligation, is to overlook those things and to make her feel good. Is this easy? No. But this is, this is critical, and this is the key of how we're supposed to come to our Yom Tov table. One of the things that really adds to Yom Tov table, and often the women want this, is to give over Nastvat Torah. Now this does not mean that you give over half an hour drosha. No. What it does mean is to prepare something nice. There's so much available today. Think of something beautiful and something nice that you can say over at the table. It adds. And oh, and even if the kids aren't going to all listen, and even if your guests aren't all going to listen, even if your wife doesn't seem to listen, don't worry. She's got a lot of other things in her mind, but she appreciates it. She appreciates it. She's happy with it. You should also know, a lot of women, you know, their minds are on 50 different things. So even if they're at the table and she's looking away, never mind. It's important and it adds. 
it adds something. One of the beautiful ways of the table is to add something of discussion. Like Rav Zilberstein's works, where he brings in interesting questions. When you prepare that, it shows that you care about the table. One of the stresses before Yom Tov, of course, is to get everything ready and well. You know what would be so beautiful? Is an, is an Erev Yom Tov, just to stop for a minute and ask your wife, come sit with me for a cup of tea and a piece of cake. You know what that does? There's a machalo, there's a sickness, unfortunately, that's going on in many places where people just drink and drink before Shabbos and Yom Tov to try and get into the spirit and they come drunk to the Shabbos and Yom Tov table. Instead of, you know, wasting the time and making yourself like, you know, like an absolute uh, drunk to your poor family, take the time instead and have a drink and a food with your wife in a menstic way, in a beautiful way. Sit with her, speak to her, you know, of course leaving appetite before Shabbos and Yom Tov, but use that time of connection. It's a wonderful opportunity. And the other thing which, of course, is pressured is in Yom Tov, everybody wants the davening one way or the other way. You know what? Realize that you're in it for the other. When a person takes himself out of his own eyes and out of his own shoes, he sees things in a very different way. I'll conclude with the following. Of all the brothers, when it came to Pashas Vayeshev and Selim Yosef, only Ruvain actually saw through the whole thing. Rashi says that Ruvain said, I'm the oldest, and this sirchan, this disgusting thing will fall on me. I don't understand. All the other brothers said it's not a disgusting thing. They said it's, a, it's an obligation. He's a right if he's trying to push us out of class. So how did Ruvain see what they didn't see? And you know why? Because Ruvain's midah is chesed, is kindness. On his flag in the desert, the Ezra said, was a Adam, a person. Because he was the one who brought another person into the world by fetching those fertility flowers for Leah, which through that whole exchange resulted in Yisachar. He is about chesed, kindness. When a person is true kindness, he's thinking about the other first. When you do that, you clear yourself of your jealousies, angers, and frustrations. Hashem should bless us. Take a little bit of this into us with this for Shavuos. And we should be zeicher to make everyone happy, particularly and above all our